Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, In Thy Fear Will I Worship Toward Thy Holy Temple. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy love and for Thy word, teaching us, Lord, about how in fear we should worship toward Thy holy temple, which is, we know, Thy Son, Jesus Christ. And like Lord Jonah one time when he was in the midst of trouble, he said, once more will I worship toward Thy holy temple, and he turned around and he didn't even know where north, south, east, and west was, but in pure faith he knew that he, the promise that Solomon had, 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 had asked of you and that you had granted him, that any that would turn and face the temple and worship, you would hear them and you would forgive them. Now we thank thee, Lord, that we can turn our sights towards Calvary and worship thy holy temple and get that same forgiveness yet today. Oh, Father, that's such a wonderful thing that that blood still saves, still cleanses until today. Help us, Father, for all unbelief and all filthiness in our hearts may you cleanse us and cleanse all the listeners and forgive all their sins and fill them with your Holy Ghost. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 5. Psalm 5 To the chief musician upon Nihiloth, a psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulchre. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, A Greater Than Solomon Is Here. This message was preached in 1963 on June the 28th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 50 up to paragraph 92. I trust you find it to be a blessing. The other day in Tucson, there's a little Baptist brother, and he was uh, went out bringing my little Rebecca home from school, packing her books, and he went to the meeting. He calls his father, a missionary 
down in Mexico, a fine man, a colleague of Billy Graham. And he said, Daddy, hurry home right quick. We have seen the power of the Lord Jesus made manifest. He said, Son, what's the matter with you? Called him a long distance. And he told what happened. He said, That can be seen in any cheap carnival. And the young man sat there a minute. He said, Daddy, I love you. You've been my daddy and you've tried to raise me right. But I wonder if we could switch the switch back to the time that Jesus of Nazareth done the same thing on the shores of Galilee if you'd be willing to call it a cheap carnival. The man left his post of duty and came and was convinced. You see, Jesus was trying to tell him if I do not the works of my Father, then don't believe me. Who of you can condemn me of sin, which is unbelief? If I haven't fulfilled all the words that was written of me, then you can point your finger at me, but I've done just exactly what the Scripture said I would do. Oh, if the church could only take that stand tonight as a representative of Jesus Christ and say, where are we short? God, I want to live to see the day. That the church of Jesus Christ can be one in purpose and heart and body, standing in the full anointed power of the Holy Spirit to perform and work like Jesus Christ did for God in them too. Now he began to go back and upbraid them. They knew that God in all generations sends gifts. And when God sends a gift to the earth, and it's rejected, that nation or that generation goes into judgment. And if God sends a gift and it's received, that generation is blessed. I was thinking tonight, as I was coming over thinking on this, that what would it be if all America tonight believed the gift of God that we have received? Jesus here refers to the time of, of Jonas. Or Jonah is really what it really is. And many people condemn Jonah. And they say that Jonah was a... You say he was a Jonah. He did this, that, because Jonah, we think, got out of the will of the Lord. Well, let me try to justify that tonight. The Bible said... The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Amen. Sometimes he makes us do things very contrary to what we think. But we're always, if we're following the leading of the Spirit, we're always in his will. Amen. God does what he wants to. He raised Pharaoh up for the same purpose and called, said he loved Jacob and he hated Esau before they were ever born. Now God's purpose must be fulfilled. Can the potter or the clay say to the potter, as we find in Romans 8 and 9. Watch. We find here that Jonah was commanded of God to go down to Nineveh to preach and to say that within 40 days that city would perish because Nineveh is a great city full of sin, a heathen country. They worship idols. They were, they, their occupation mainly was the uh, fishing because they were beside the seashore. And their 
their occupant was to occupations was to fish. And Jonah, instead of taking a ship, and perhaps the ship wasn't going out just at that time, but he took a ship to Tarshish. And we find and understand the trouble that Jonah got into out there on the sea. I believe that all that was ordained of God. The sea got troubled. And Jonah said, tie my hands and throw me overboard. And God had a fish prepared, which we call a whale. And to swallow the prophet up. Two years ago, I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and they had a whale on the bones of one upon a, upon a flat car. And this little Ricky standing there with his glasses over his nose and seemed to have more education, had intelligence to control. He was trying to explain about this whale. He said, you know, the old legend of the Bible that a whale swallowed Jonah. He said, that's just a legend. He said, because that you see, you could hardly throw a ball through his swallow. It was so small. And he could not uh, swallow um, uh, up a man. That was just too much for me to stand. I, I said to him, I said, uh, Sir, I, I want to correct that. He said, What's that? And I said, You see, he might, that whale might not have been able to swallow him. But the Bible said that God prepared a fish as a special bill. God made him big enough to swallow. I, I just felt I'd been a traitor to the Bible if I hadn't to give my testimony. Show the colors. Because people stand there laughing. I tell you, it was a different thing when that was said. It wasn't so funny. When I said, you don't know the Scriptures, the Scriptures said God prepared a fish. He made this one special. Like a little girl one time going from church said she was happy. Her little hair combed back and she was having a great time singing the praises of God. And the infidel on the corner said, what you so happy about, little lady? She said, I just got saved going to heaven. He said, what's that you got on your arms? That a thing they call the Bible? She said, yes, sir, it is. said, you don't believe that? said, every word of it. said, well, I guess you believe that story about um, the whale swallowing up Jonah. She said, yes, sir, I believe it. If the Bible said that Jonah swallowed the whale, I'd believe it. Yeah. Uh, he said, now, how are you going to prove that, that the whale swallowed Jonah any other way but by faith? She said, when I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah. He said, then what if Jonah isn't there? So then you'll have to ask him. So it just went to show what was going to happen. He went the other way. And that's about expresses it. But I believe that the whale swallowed Jonah. Now, with the hands tied, in the belly of the whale, way out upon the sea about 40 fathoms deep. Now, you women know by your little goldfishes, 
A fish prowls through the water to find its food. After it finds its food and fills its little belly up, he goes down to the bottom of the bowl and rests his little swimmers there. See? He's resting. His swimmers holds him up. And now he's relaxed because he's tired from prowling. Let's think this big fish did the same thing. When he swallowed the prophet, he goes down to the bottom. His great heavy weight of many tons lays down on the bottom now with the prophet in his belly. And the prophet was still alive. He swallowed him up. And Jonah must have turned over down in the belly of the whale. And, you know, everywhere he looked, he could see the whale's belly. Now, I've often thought of people say, I was prayed for last night, but my hand's no better. I was prayed for, and I don't hear any better. Well, you're looking at symptoms. As long as you look at that, if your pastor prayed for you, anoint you with oil or whatever uh, system he uses of God's Bible, you must believe it. Right. you got to believe it. Now, I don't think that any of us ever had as much symptoms as Jonah had. Wherever which way he looked, it was a whale's belly. But you know what he said? He said, they're lying vanities. He's not going to believe it. He said, once more will I look to your holy temple. Now, Jonah knew that when Solomon dedicated that temple, God vindicated his presence at the temple by coming in as a pillar of the cloud and went in and went over behind the holy place up on the mercy seat and over the ark and settled down. And Solomon prayed, Lord, if thy people be in trouble anywhere and will look to this holy place and pray, then you hear them from heaven. Now, if Jonah under those circumstances, could have faith in a prayer of a man, a human being, that later backslid, and over a temple that was built by the hands of man that God came into and was delivered from such, such symptoms as that, how much more ought we tonight, under our little circumstance, right in the midst of the presence of of the great God Himself, where we see people healed, saved, and filled with the Holy Ghost, don't look towards a natural temple, but look to the temple in heaven where Christ sits at the right hand of the majesty of the power with His own blood to make intercessions upon our confession. We should be ashamed of our weakness. Now, until you can have better faith than Jonah had, don't criticize him. Notice, then we find that God, under that prayer and that faith, He could have put an oxygen tent there. I don't know what He did. But He stayed, according to Christ's own words, three days and nights in the belly of that whale. And then, let's think of it about, might have been about 11 o'clock in the day, all the fishermen were just about ready to go in for their midday lunch. And they was about taking up their nets. And these heathens worshipped animals. And the god of the sea was a whale. And just about the middle of the day, here come the sea god coming in. The whale licked out his tongue and the prophet walked right out of his mouth. No wonder they repented. 
Sure. Because the God spit out the prophet. And he went through the streets saying, within 40 days, this place shall be destroyed. See, God knows how to do things. Now, they asked Jesus for a sign. And he told them that a, a wicked and adulterous generation seeked after signs. Now, I know there's an interpretation that he was meaning them. That's true. But I'm going to just carry on having a compound meeting. When did we ever have a more wicked and adulterous generation than we have right now? A wicked and adulterous generation. They'll say to you, go out on the street, say, are you a divine healer? No. Christ says, well, if you're a healer, you believe you say you're a healer. I know a guy's down here sick. Come heal him. I know you say you raised the dead. A man died and you raised him up. We got a graveyard full of them down here. Prove it to us. Remember, that's that same old devil that said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be bread. It's the same old devil that put a rag over our Lord's eyes in the palace that morning. Covered up his eyes, and they took a stick, those drunken, brawling soldiers, and hit him on the head with it, and then passed the stick one to another and said, We understand that you know the secrets of hearts. We understand that you're a prophet. If you're a prophet, prophesy and tell us who hit you. We'll believe it then. See, that's that same old devil. God don't clown for nobody. It's the same old devil that said, Come off the cross. Let's see you perform a miracle. That devil lives today. And Jesus said that a wicked, weak, adulterous generation would seek at your sign and they'd get it. For uh, Jonas was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. So will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Then what kind of a sign was he speaking of? A sign of the resurrection. And after 2,000 years of gospel preaching, 2,000 years of criticism, the Bible has rolled through all of it. And tonight, Jesus Christ is in our midst in the power of his resurrection, doing the same thing he did when he was here on earth. Amen. This is that weak and adulterous generation. St. John 14, 12, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Yet a little while in the world, cosmos, order, will not see me anymore. Yet ye shall see me. That's the unbeliever, world, world order, order of church, won't see me no more. Yet ye shall see me, the believer, for I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. And this wicked and adulterous generation that we got on earth of making fun of the original word of God, making fun of the, of the church, he receives tonight a sign of the resurrection. Because the things that Jesus Christ is doing today in the church, there's not a person in the world can do it outside of Jesus Christ. And it's a sign that he's alive tonight. He raised from the dead 2,000 years ago. And he's just as loud tonight as he was when he walked in Galilee. Sign of the resurrection. Then we notice on down he refers to Solomon's time. 
He said, the man of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonas. And there's a greater than Jonas here. He said, and as in the days of Solomon, how the queen of the south come from the uttermost parts of the world to hear the wisdom of Solomon and a greater than Solomon is here. See, they couldn't understand it. They were dense. Isaiah said they got eyes and can't see, ears and can't hear. I want to say this with love. Pentecost, it's almost getting the same way. The thing that God promised passes right over us and we just let it go. What's the matter with the Pentecostal people is this. They've seen so much of God. It reminds me of an old proverb or story I read once of an author who had wrote about the sea. And he said he never had seen it. Like we understand it, Stephen Foster, the beloved uh, folk writer, uh, wrote about the Swanee River and never seen the Swanee River. And this writer had wrote about the sea and had never seen the sea. One time he took a trip to the sea and on his road he met an old sailor, old salt, coming up with the gray whiskers on his face and his corncob pipe in his mouth. He said, where goest thou, my good man? He said, I go to the sea. He said, I'm a, I'm a poet. He said, I, I just want to see it. I want to see its white waves as the briny waves bounce upon the blue. I want to see a reflection of the sky in the blue water. Smell the salt in the air. I want to hear the gulls as they holler and scream as they go back and forth across the water. The old salt took his corncob pipe from his mouth and spit. He said, I was born on it 60 years ago. I don't see nothing so charming about it. Why? He had seen so much of it, it become common to him. That's what's the matter with you Pentecostals. You see so much of the praises and blessings of God until it slips right through you. We must be reverent to these things and respect everything that God gives to us. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great Holy Spirit which is among us, living in us, for our bodies are the temples of God. And so, Lord, once more we turn towards thy holy temple, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who, Lord, was the human manifestation of your Spirit. And now, Lord, you sent that Spirit back into us again, making us the sons of God, which you said, now ye are the sons of God. So we thank thee that thy Spirit dwells in our midst and has made us eternal and and reconciled us back to you like the scriptures tell us you were in Christ reconciling the world unto yourself so we thank thee for these great promises that you've given us help us father to be diligent and inherit all of them in the name of thy son Jesus Christ we pray amen thanks for listening to honey in the rock your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement we hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
answer to 